Hi, my name is Hui Trong, sketch card artist, and you're listening to Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Um, I, I'm scrolling eBay, and it, it bugs. This bugs the shit out of me. Okay, so there's a listing that's come up: Daredevil Vintage Comics, seventy six, seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty. Not CGC Marvel Comics Daredevil, as two words. So I get the second part having Daredevil as two words, but then if someone's into Daredevil, they'd never search for it in two separate words. So it's kind of like a bit shit. Right. But the bit that bugs me is the fact that it's come up under a search for CGC books. And it's clearly a lot of five raw books. So don't put not CGC in the title. <laughs> it's like, if I'm looking for CGC books, I want to find CGC books. Exactly. I don't want to find your lame-ass mid-grade lot of, of nothing that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just vexed at this guy. Um, putting not CGC in almost all his listing titles. What's that all about? Why do you think that is, though? It, well, he, he clearly wants to catch. He clearly wants to catch people who have got CGC in the search thing. He, he's trying to draw more eyes onto his. It's a keyword thing um, onto his listing. It, but it just it just winds me up. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, he's in America, so whether or not he will post to me or not, I wouldn't buy from him after that. Just because right. he's annoyed me. <laughs> it sounds that happens a lot where just the way something's listed and the way someone, um, yeah, you know, tries to pass something off one way or another, we're just yeah. lazy things too. Yeah, I'm just what is this guy doing? Yeah, and I, I see it, and um, I, I tell you what, I do see it, I see it on um, PSA. Sometimes people will just put the, 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 the initials PSA into their listing title and the listing won't be for a PSA card at all. And it's not no. even mentioned. No, people else. just throw, people just throw hashes or whatever you want to call it into the yeah. title to get the grabs. Yeah. And then you open it up and it's not that one at all. It's just like, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's full. Well, how many searches, how many searches will you do where uh, it's not even a Deadpool card or a Wolverine card and Deadpool or Wolverine is in the header for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't search for either. I'll be honest. With you. Um, I, uh, there's so many characters. I mean, can, I know there are people. I know some collectors do this. They spend a lot of their time just searching around for stuff, like whether it's their character or not. You know, and seem to have an encyclopedic knowledge of, of what things are out there. Um, I just haven't got enough time in my day. I don't know about you. I don't at all, especially now. Especially now. All right. Well, you know what. I'm going to kick us off, and then you can tell me why, especially now, because because um, that's the kind of guy that I am. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness. Now, I'm going to try this one off the cuff because I haven't written it down, but it is here in my brain, so it could go horribly wrong. So my mate Keith was round the other day, and I said, let's go for a pint. So we went to the pub. And I said, what do you want? He goes, I fancy a beer. What are them crazy continental lagers you guys have over here? So I went up to the bar and I said, barman, I'd like you to give me two pints of Nastro Azura, please. And he said, certainly, sir, coming right up. A few moments later, he comes back with the pints, puts them down on the counter 
as I'm reaching for my wallet. Someone else reaches for one of them, and I go, mm-mm-mm, uh-uh-uh, my friend. That's Keith's Peroni. <laughs> Thank you very much for laughing. The the check is in the mail. Um, but, <laughs> so welcome. That's the first time someone's tried that with my name. So I, I've heard, uh, you know, pepperoni, macaroni, and all the uh, the ronies you could think of. All the ronies you could think of, um, including the me. including the Bobby Brown song from his 1991 album. Um, is it 91 or 89? Anyway, um, Keith Speroni. Am I pronouncing that correctly for a start? Nailed it. Nailed it. Good, good, good. Where's that surname come from? So it's definitely from an Italian surname. Um, I know that we have a vineyard out there from 17 families later in Italy. Um, okay. I haven't run it all down and figured out the exact area. I know my my parents have done the, you know, the DNA tracking and all that stuff and they've got everything but uh i myself haven't seen it firsthand and gone through it and dug into it but it's okay. clearly italian all right have you still got any kind of stake in said vineyard and therefore some yeah, income of course. No. Until, unless someone knocks on my door and shows up and says hey everybody's been you know often killed you're what's left um <laughs> but for all for all natural intentions you know the last time i looked it up and my father and i spoke we are my father and i are probably the last two in america oh really okay yeah yeah right okay and what, males and males in america sorry because my sister and my mom but okay uh, fair enough fair enough um <clears throat> so um you're in where are you you're in new jersey aren't you jersey boy jersey boy okay and we were talking about comics and I, I asked you um, if you were into comics, and you said that's how you got here. Um, and then you said uh, something about not having enough time for it. So what do you do? What's your, what's your gig? What do you do to earn a crust? So for my, my profession, I work for uh, U.S. Foods, which is um, a distribution company that um, basically provides restaurants with all of their products from start to finish whether it be paper products, uh, food products, you know, the French fries to the solo yeah, yeah. cups. Um, you know, we do POS and things like that. Um, we do menus. We do everything. We do it all. You know, that's basically part of our whole shtick is that we do it all. We're not just yeah, yeah, yeah. your supplier. We want to help you across every facet of it. Yeah, yeah. And prior to that, I had, you know, 18 years on the other side of it working in the restaurants. Uh, I worked for I worked for Applebee's. Um which I loved. It was great. And then just, you know, you get to a certain point and you have to make a decision in life and you're not moving mm -hmm. up anymore and decided to start over at 40, <laughs> whether it was a life crisis thing or what. Um, and it's been a rough first year, but now it's, it's been a better decision for me and I'm very happy I did it. Uh, it's good. Me back a lot of my quality time that I didn't have before. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Working in, um, working in kitchens. I did about 18 months as a kitchen porter um, when I first moved to London in a French-style restaurant and authentically French as well. So, good grief, I didn't have to, I didn't have to scrub them pans after the stock had been made for like two days, you know, on the boil with um, all sorts of stuff. So, so yeah, I can, um, I can certainly appreciate that life. Um, wow. Okay. So, you're... Um, so you came you came in via um comics and things. So were you um so when how how long have you been into the cards? So the cards happened probably during the whole 
COVID period, um, early into it. Yeah. Um, we went into lockdown. I went back to reading some of my old comics. Um, and it really started with Simone um, because I got into a thing where I needed first. I, I'm more of a comic reader than a collector. Okay. I want to read. I want to read them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll pay for the online subscription and stuff like that. But if there's a cover I really like, then I'll go buy it, the physical gotcha. copy of it. Yeah, yeah. So I started getting into it that way, and I'd been collecting comics for the longest time just just to read the stories. I'm all about the stories. Yeah. Uh, and Simone. His art was amazing and I loved it. And I just got into this rabbit hole. I was like, I want more Simone. So where am I going to get more Simone? So I started Googling Simone Bianchi art. And all of a sudden I see cards and I'm like, oh, I have cards like (laughs) a long time ago. And then the everything started. (laughs) Then I found the masterpieces and then it got rough. I started mm-hmm. buying boxes. And back then, when it first started, those boxes were like 400 boxes, $400 boxes. So I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to 12 boxes deep. Wow. Uh, loving this stuff. The first box I ever opened, I hit a Huey Trong sketch card of Rogue. And that also kicked off a whole nother segue of where yeah. I was going to because I didn't know that that existed. I didn't know that you could get original art like that, mm. um, like that. And then I soon, soon you find out that it's not all, it's not all Huey Trong in every box, but <laughs> that initial hit is what, is what hooked me on the other side of it. Not just the, okay, let me get all these Simone pieces and and organize them and make a whole card collection out of them and yeah. try to master that set. Um, but then also, wow, these sketch cards are really cool too. So there I went on to eBay and we just spoke about eBay and I started Googling and just buying sketch after sketch after sketch after sketch. And it was so cool then because I was getting, you know, I have a gainy gene. It's on my Instagram that is just absolutely um, gorgeous that I got for like 80 bucks. Mm. And you could not for a, a million years find this card again for 80 bucks unless somebody, you know, lists it at a, at a wrong yeah. time. Lucky. So it's, it's, um, so that's how I got here. Yeah. And then I found the group, right. Um, wanted to find more and, uh, met a bunch of friends, had fun with it. And now here I am speaking to you. You are. So, uh, we've, <laughs> we've kind of messaged on and off for a couple of years now about various stuff. Um, and I've always, uh, appreciated your, um, candid, um, take on things uh time to times and your um your ability to come in and, and be a voice of reason amongst um let's just say uh, less cool heads prevailing at moments like that um so but we um i've been wanting to talk to you for a while but then you sent me a message a couple of months ago um and i think it's fairly safe to say based on the message that you're having somewhat of a um I think they have it in 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 the church with with priests and bishops. You're having somewhat of a a, a crisis of faith. Uh, would that be fair to say? That could be probably. You couldn't have nailed a better word for it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well Reverend Speroni, uh, we we will get into it. Um, uh, sum up to me what your. I mean, I've got the message here, and I could read it out, but it is quite a long one. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I'd rather hear it uh, straight from you. So, what's your what's your I mean, you said, as a collector, I'm now lost. Speak to me. How you feel? So, 
so like I said, I, I jumped in with 2018 and I was able to get that whole set. I was able to not like, you know, the bigger cards, but I've got a hollow foil. I've got the, um, the gold sig. I've got a regular set. I've got the battle specters. I've got everything I want from that set. Yeah. Even 2016, I was able to get everything I wanted from that set to have fun with it with pretty much since right around X-Men metal, which is the last time I feel like I had fun collecting um, it's become more and more difficult just as a set collector to get everything that you want from that. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start anymore. I'm lost, right? Like, so they've added parallels. They've added variants. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even on that aspect, you just want to just get the set and you just want to have a base. Even if I have the 1 to 82, right? Am I right? Uh, oh, is this masterpiece? Is one to eighty-one? Yeah, yeah. Tiers right, one to eighty-one. Yeah. So I don't like. I'm not even needing the tier four as much as I'd love to have it. I don't need it, but it's just getting harder and harder to get to where you want to get as mm. a collector and what you want in your set. Yeah. Um, and then you go the other way and you say, "Hey, I'll be a character collector." Right? I came in wanting to collect Gambit. And I learned very quickly that Gambit is not my character in this hobby, right? <laughs> uh, he is just not for me. Yeah. Uh, so I said, all right, I'll do X-23 because I'd read a lot about her and I liked her. Um, are we having a video? Well, I can hear you, but your camera's gone down. So I was just kind of letting you go and, and, and waiting until a, a moment. Because I didn't want to interrupt your flow of... Um... I'm sorry. Of, of mental um, beautiness. But what I can do is for this little bit of the video, I could always overlay a little picture of Keith into into that side. <laughs> <laughs> I could quite happily do that, actually. I could, I could have quite a lot of fun with that. In fact, what I'll do is I'll put a bottle of Peroni beer on that side of the screen for the bit where your yeah. camera's not on. Should we do that? We can do that. We can do that. And basically, effectively, for the YouTube version, because, of course, this will go out on audio as well, for the YouTube version, that'll be like us buying everyone a pint, is the way I like to think of that. Oh, a round of beers. Yeah, round of beers, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, don't stress about it. Let's just let's just keep going. If it comes back, it comes back. Or if you've tripped over a plug, then we'll just leave it. Oh, there he is. Just going to switch cameras. Ah. So... So yeah, what I was saying was, um, I came in as a, a as a gambit person because I've I've got gambit tattooed to my leg, right? Oh wow, okay. That's that's how I am about gambit. Mm. Um, but I learned quickly that he is not the character to collect in this hobby. He's just not. It's not going to work out for me. Here and there, I'll get something I like, which I did. I have a, a beautiful lady sketch that I was able to acquire. But I was like, all right, I'll do X twenty three, right? Because I liked her story. I loved her comics. I I collected everything about her. I knew all about her and her lore. And uh, I got into her and it, it was great for X-Men metal. And then all of a sudden now I'm dealing with, you know, a, a whole nother pool. Like as you collect in this hobby, the biggest thing I noticed is that more people are coming in that want your character. Yeah. Which makes it harder to collect your character. And at the same time, what Upper Deck is doing, creating parallels and variants and things like that, it becomes even harder to do the fun stuff, like collect rainbows and things like that. Yeah. Um, so like I said, how, how the hell do I collect? What do I, mm. what do I want? What do I need? Mm. And you really have a, a, a light. I've had like a, a card crisis moment where I've decided that 
first I have to calm down, right? I don't need it right when it comes out. That's something that I that I learned very quickly. Um, I don't need it when it comes out. It'll come to me, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. It needs mm -hmm. to be really how you collect in this hobby. Because if you don't, you're going to regret a lot of things, or you're going to find that you overpay for things, or yeah. you get you know mentally frustrated with it. Yeah. So, so you really got to find something that you have fun with, right? That's the biggest thing. You have to have fun doing what you're doing. And I found that in one of the stupidest ways possible in X-Men Metal. Um, I have the Richter Rainbow. Okay. The, I have the, for anybody that's wondering what character and card we're talking about, this ugly-ass card. Oh, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> that is the Richter High series. Okay, I'll take your word for it. All right. Uh, he has a bottle of cola. Okay. <laughs> in his hands. All right. And no one knows what he's doing. So during rips uh, and getting into them, I consistently stumbled onto Richter. And it was the Richter Pink, then the Richter Red, and then this, and then this, and then this. And anytime I bought into one, I found Richter. And I just started laughing about it. I just, I was like, you know what? That's, that's, that's fine. That'll yeah. be my character. And I was three quarters of the way done and I rainbowed it. You know, I've got the plates. I've got the one of one. I've got the green. I've got the pink. I've, the, I've got every single card you can Nice. Have nice. From that. Um, and that was the, probably the last time I had fun when okay. I think about it. Since then, it's, it's frustrating. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is a tough one. I think that the, one of the challenges, and, the upper deck episode from a couple of weeks back will highlight this more than anything. It's just the all of a sudden it's like they've 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 opened the dam gates and there's just like a flood of of products coming down. Um, which if you're, I mean, I don't know, are you just kind of like a comic art and original art kind of set collector, or would you ever go anywhere near the MCU stuff? I don't like the MCU stuff. I'm just not for me. Fair enough. Um, I like it, but it's not it's not for me, especially yeah. in a world where there's so much. And uh, and like I said, I had to scale down what I was collecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, it's just not for me. That's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. So even with that, you've still got at least a dozen sets this year that could potentially fall into your realm of collecting. So are you um, do you. I'm just trying to think, is it. When you go in for a set, do you are you one of those collectors that that likes to have a full set? I like to have a full base set, a hundred percent. Right. If, if I like the set, I want all of it. Yeah. And then you know I, that's the initial ask is to get that, and then I'll mm -hmm. figure out what subset I might like a lot. Like mm -hmm. for example, in, in this new set, I am in love with the preliminary art set. Absolutely in love with it. Um. And I went through the same thing in 2018. I didn't go through it as much in 2020 or 20. Was there even that? In no, no, no. There was, there's only been three. 2018 yeah. was the first. Yeah. Um, so uh, this, if, if that's the set I'm going to collect, it's going to be that. I don't need the full base color set of the um, of the Dos Santos stuff, but I, I would really like to get my hands on a full PA set. Mm. I think that it's it's magnificent, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, from my, from my perspective, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not. I don't want to come across as like Doctor Ian. I prescribe that you do this, that, and the other, and your your collecting woes will be cured. But 
just my take on it is that's a very very um sensible way to approach it because you you've kind of chosen an element of the set which means you're not going to be trying to do this and this and this at the same time even within the realms of just one set that 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 can be quite a crazy thing um so i think that's definitely a uh the uh, the right way to go with it um but you do with with so much coming out and obviously for most people i'd say maybe 98 percent of people that we see in the in the groups there is a finite budget you know there's a couple of people in the group who can clearly spend <laughs> a, a very large amount of money without breaking um a sweat or increasing their pulse rate um but most of us aren't in that boat i'm not I'm pretty sure you're probably not. Um, so you've kind of, you, you know, that's your first limitation, I guess. Um, have you? Ian, found I, just found out, I just found out I need a roof and the roofer wouldn't take this BSG as the payment. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why wouldn't you want this to replace my roof? <laughs> yeah, don't you know? Don't you know how much it's worth? And he yeah, goes, is, ah, yeah. ah, yes. No, uh, I, be <laughs> I believe you're still holding on to what it might have been worth two years ago, sir. Uh, but now, <laughs> now I won't even refix the flashing around your bathroom. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a whole other uh, conversation. So, have you found yourself um, ditching? any elements that you've already collected or, or are you just kind of. Yes, because I, I also made the mistake of buying things that I didn't need, but liked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with the full and uh, full transparency with the expectation that I would later make a couple bucks on them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Use that to get the other stuff that I really want. Um, and that hasn't panned out in many aspects too. So I, I really like I made all of the mistakes that a new collector in this hobby will make. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I have, I'm sitting here right now. If I could, if I could flip the camera, looking at a desk full of cards, 50% of them I could care less about. Yeah. But in order to, you know, you're not going to make any money on them. So you just box them up and chill on them. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you, I mean, that'd be, that'd be the first thing I'd do is get them out of your eyesight. Yeah, to right. keep the stuff in front of you that you actually want and that you right. like, um, which has been my kind of thing. You know, I've uh, to the point at which there are certain things I've got, like I've got a binder down there of Fleer Ultra X Men '95. It's a beautiful binder. It's an absolutely gorgeous set. I'm not an X Men guy. There are there are tens of thousands of those sets and binders out there. You know, I don't need it. If I want it, I can get it again, and it's not going to break the bank. So I'm giving it to fellow X23 collector Jake um, in the UK because it's just easy for me to ship it to him, and he did me a favor. So I just need to actually sort my shit out and get it in a box and get it over to him. So, you know, I'd much rather it went somewhere where it was being enjoyed than just sat here and, effectively speaking, take up room. Um, you know, and you said something great there in that um, you can get it again. Yeah. Right? I, uh, you know, Eugene, who, God, we, I mean, we love him. Um, he had that same advice for me when I was recently selling something and, and we were talking about pricing and how to price it. Yeah. And it's like, listen, he's like, if you need the money, sell it for whatever. He's like, just sell it. He's like, because you're going to be able to get that again. That's not something that's going to disappear on you. Yeah. It's not a one of one. It's not a one of five. He's like, you can easily recover that if you ever need to. Mm. So, you know what? That's a good, that's a good way to think about it when, yeah. when listing or when trying to price something out yeah 
Yeah. I mean, my, my take on it has always been, funnily enough, I've, I've made, I've been mulling this over the past few weeks. I've decided to sell my entire comic collection, which is a big deal for me. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not someone who, who, who read them digitally. I, you know, I do have, I do like the tangibility of them and the physicality of them. Cause that's something that I remember from, you know, when I first picked them up when I was nine, 10, 11, whatever age it was, um, the few that made it over to a UK shop, you know, Amer proper American Marvel comics. I remember picking them up and being, you know, just the physicality of holding them is still a big deal for me. So for me to do that is 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 quite a move. But I realised, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I've got maybe 1,800 books in there in about 12 to 16 long boxes. I, I haven't got time to read them. I mean, genuinely, I don't have time in my life to but read. You've already them. read them too. Well, well, no, that's the thing. I haven't read all of them. You know, um, so you know. How do you uh, do that? Wait, hold on. How do you buy a book and not read it? Because, because uh, life. You know, uh, you know, I, you know, either work or in the last few years, you know, with no. a kid. You know, no, I won't accept that. Yeah. you can read a comic in one sitting in the loo. I used the loo for you. Oh no, 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 no! I can't, I can't do that. I can't read a comic in the loo because chances are someone will be like, "Where's Daddy? What's he doing?" Oh, my wife. There's no private space. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I, I can't. I, I have to. I, I, I did go uh, before COVID. I was keeping up with it pretty well, actually. Um, I, whenever I'd go on a work trip, and this would be, I uh, day trips to London or stuff like that. You know, before COVID, I used to travel maybe three days a week for my job. You know, I'd be going to a client's office in London or uh, to our London office or to our. Um, office in the midlands or to a client in doncaster you know which would be an overnight you know i'd cram in you know a dozen books take them with me you know and you know be able to read them um but yeah it's, it's weirdly since covid covid was the start of it actually i stopped all my new stuff coming in you know all that stopped overnight um and then yeah and i've just i've just not gone back to it but the, the, the interesting thing is i think it's a, a format thing for me because i have been acquiring some stuff that i parted with before and a few things that i still own in uh trade format or if it's something i really like i'll get a hardback and i've been really really enjoying reading that and i just find that in the time i've got in in the, in the layout of our house and just the dynamics of our home it's easier for me to sit down and read a hardback copy of it than it is to constantly be taking peeling back the tape yeah, pulling it out right. taking it out if it's an older book being very careful with it although the smell i mean the smell of an old book you can't get can't get rid of that so you know you know i was thinking you know what i know exactly what to do with the space um and 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 here's the thing this is why i started telling you that story i i can say that i owned them and i enjoyed owning them do you see what i mean i i, I remember reading um the uh issue 800 of amazing spider-man and absolutely loving it you know i can remember reading um uh, collector's item classics there and there's something to that physicality too like like i like i said before that i read i read digitally now for the yeah, most yeah. part and that happened during covid um unless it's a cover like but there's something to the fact that like i know that i got deadpool number one after i left karate class it was the circle chase issue mm -hmm. um black cover and then i know i also picked up a pack of uh, you know marvel flare yeah you know and 
in, in the box with the you know the sleeve box. Um, you remember that, like there's something tangible to that where you oh, remember yeah. where you were, what you were doing. Um, and, and that's like, that's really one of the coolest parts of the hobby is the nostalgia mm -hmm. that really just hits on your strings and, and mm -hmm. remembers where you were that day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. The digital aspect. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kept, what have I kept? I mean, I, I deliberately haven't, um, cherry picked the good stuff out the box just to keep that because otherwise it's got no value if I'm going to resell it as a lot which i will do um but i've probably kept i had doubles of the amazing spider-man hologram issues from the 30th anniversary so i would had a double set of those because so i've kept that that double set i've kept generation x issue one chromium cover Got which that. i which i which i love um i already had I'd, I'd already offloaded all my spawn a few years ago so i still have my spawn number one so i've got that you know, and I've got a handful of things like DC Star Trek number one, you know, just a couple of books that I really, really dig. Um, but funnily enough, this ties back into Simone. I used to have um, a lot of, I, I didn't, I never, I've never been a big X Men reader, but Astonishing X Men, the Josh Whedon run, um, was one of those accessible things for a non X Men reader. Um, and so was to a degree, although it was pretty full on House of X, Powers of X the other year. You know, I loved that. Um, Absolutely loved it. Um, and Thank I, you. What's that? If there's, if there's one thing that I tell anybody to read in comics right now, it's that hardcover, that House yeah. of X, Palace of X. Yeah. It is, and I've reread it six, seven, eight times. Mm -hmm. Like it is by far one of the greatest things they've done in X Men comics, in my opinion. Yes. I love it. I love what they did with it. And I love yeah. that you just said that you've actually read it because I recommend yeah. it. A hundred times uh, to anybody, I oh. bought copies of it and sent it to collector friends of ours just because I'm like, you need to read this. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm yeah. done telling you, you need to read this because it's freaking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm, and the other thing I've kept is Marvels, the original Marvels run, um, Alex Ross, because it's just, I mean, if you're going to sell a Marvel comic collection, keep Marvels because it kind of covers a lot of it uh, right. in one go. Um, but um, uh, this this will circle back round. Um, so astonishing X Men, and then I I did carry on, and I and that was I didn't know it at the time because I didn't right circle back and put two and two together in my head. But after the Whedon run, Warren Ellis did a short run, and Simone Bianchi was the artist, mm -hmm. and the story was Ghost Box. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was a spin off two issue called Ghost Boxes. Um, that spun off from that and that that was very dark um and so i um uh, about a week ago no about 10 days ago i just suddenly i just suddenly remembered okay yes i want to i i remember really enjoying that and i found the hardcover collection of ghost box because i think it's out of print at the moment i found it on ebay for a decent price and i got that and it's next to my two hardback editions of astonishing x-men 124 the whedon run um and I'm about halfway through it, reread at the moment, and it's just so good. And it's interesting now. Now that I'm going back to it over ten, well over ten years since it was first came out, looking at it and thinking, this must have been one of be one of Simone's first big gigs with Marvel. Correct. Um, he came in. He came in on the Whedon run. Yeah. And, and um, there, yeah. And I um and I and I and I remember you know and then. I feel like I've gone a full circle with that because I've been going through as as 
as people listened to it last week's episode with Josh James Kennedy Smith, we went on a bit of a tear of, of uh, Bianchi appreciation, you know, talking about MM 2018. Um, and I've just been really revisiting that a lot at the moment. Um, and in doing so, it's kind of moved my headspace on a bit as a collector in that I, I'm less about the chasing of stuff that's new out there at the moment and more about enjoying what I've got. If that makes sense. It's yes. taken a bit of time for me to get to that place, but that's kind of where I am with the comics is that the, st- the stories that I really like and the artwork, I I'm reacquiring those in collected editions and I can read and re-enjoy them. So what's, what's happened to me is that I, uh, poorly procured these and saved them in shoe boxes. I, I was, you know, under 20. Right. And I, they're all in shoe boxes. They're not all in bags and boards. Mm-hmm. They're it's a mess, but there's 30 to 50 shoe boxes that I've been week by week saving from my parents' house. You know, I call them uh, rescuing <laughs> and then I'm home and I spend a weekend and I get the boards and bags and I do what I can. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in grading. I'm not interested. In, all of that's not going to happen with some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ones that I knew when I bought them, like anything with a foil cover or a hard cover, you know, that I forget the issue number, but that jail cell cover Spider-Man um, is, is a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything like that was already boarded and bagged when I got it. But this new stuff, as I'm pulling it out of the box and board, it, I'm just sitting there and I'm losing a day. Like just oh God, <laughs> the story. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's another part of it. Like you said, you know, you you remember the stories, you get back into them, and you appreciate what you have, mm. and you don't even know some of the stuff you have because you just you know you were a kid when you collected some of this stuff. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun for me. Is it has been sealing up, boarding, and bagging um, all of the books that have been very, very, very poorly kept um, in an attic in a shoebox uh, mm. at my parents' house. So mm. that's 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 part of the fun for sure. It is. And I guess you can you can turn that lens onto the cards because what I I remember um, at the beginning of the year, maybe tail end of last year, um, an episode where Noren was still on on the show, and I think I said something about the fact that if I'm ever kind of a bit overwhelmed or a bit unsure about what to collect or where I am in my headspace with collecting, and I made kind of a flippant like allegory to the bible you know i go back to the book you know i go back to the binders you know i open the binders and i look through them and i think okay you know i kind of try to reconnect with stuff that i know i really love and sometimes in the process of doing so i realize actually maybe i don't really love it maybe i've got it just for the sake of having it (laughs) so you know you can have those moments as well that with the cards more than anything for me 100 percent. yeah 100 percent so I think I think with that I think one of the things I I I would do is just take it out of circulation, put it somewhere right. else, right? You know, um, so that you're surrounding yourself with the stuff that gives you pleasure to look at and pleasure to do that. You know, that whole that whole process of um, storage with cards, I've I've massively enjoyed that this year. I've I've had an absolute ball, you know, actually sorting. You know, getting storage things, getting, you know, one touches for cards I really like, graded copies of, of cards I really like, and just enjoying it that way. Um, without, 
you know, I'm spending more money probably on storage stuff than I am on fresh cards. But for, for sure. But I will say with the cards, it's a lot easier than it is with the books. It's a lot easier and it's a lot quicker to get through. But you also get a lot more of a um, blast to your face. Like, oh, wow, this is what this set was. Yeah. Like I, 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 like I go through it with X-Men Metal. It's such a recent set. And it's not a, like I'm not going to sing songs of praise for the set. It's got its issues. But like when I go back to it and look at it, I'm like, wow, like we cried and bitched and moaned about this set so much. Yeah. And then you look at some of the stuff that's come out since then. And it's like, wow, I really didn't appreciate this in the time at yeah. all. Yeah. And I'll say the same for other sets. I'm sure that, you know, Spider-Man Metal and, you know, the annuals and such and such that have come since then. I'll probably say the same thing about them down the road as we're at a newer set. But I, I think it's a very underappreciated set that we took for granted at a time where we were just lost as far as collectors. Like, what yeah. do we do? Yeah. It was right during COVID. It brought so many of us together. Um, it's why I'm here, right? Because mm. it, it led me into, like I said, I started with Simone, the 18. And the next thing I knew, I was on breaks. And now I've got a whole set of X-Men metal and tons of parallels and variants that i never thought i'd have it's it's really fun to go back and dig into those older sets yeah yeah but I, you really have to yeah you do but i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's interesting is you you clearly have had a, a personal collection to a point in time and an experience you went through that wasn't just the card so it was an experience of meeting people it was an experience of, sure. of learning stuff and you will always have that emotional connection to that set and it could have been spider-man metal that came out that year it could have been that set it could right. have been an annual set just do you see what i mean i'm not um, I, right. I, I i'm the same i marvel annual 2018-19 i had an absolute ton of fun with that set i made friends on that set who are friends to this day and will be for, forevermore hopefully um and you know i had fun with it and I remember enjoying it, and I I I love the cards. Are they the best cards ever? No, <laughs> but you know I love them. And when that I is. look at them, and when I sort them, and when I hold them, they give me the warm and fuzzies because I remember experiencing, you know, collecting that product with other people, right? Um, many of whom I've never met. <laughs> right. Such as how's that, how's that for you? Like that's. It's quite interesting for you. Like, you know, I went to Comic-Con last year and I had the benefit of meeting a bevy of people, you know, in person mm. you know, from from the Norins to the Fullers, um, uh, Justin. Um, Is that God, New York? Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. 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 Jacob. Um, there was a handful of people. Eugene, my God. Uh, <laughs> I saw him at Nationals with Amanda and, and Billy. Like, how's that like for you as a collector and a member of the hobby like when are you coming over is what i'm trying to say i was fucking weird uh um, <laughs> yeah. I, I well i i was over um when was i last over i was last over summer 22 um in boston so i got to meet up with matt fuller and pankit and i went to my first american con boston fan expo um and that was a blast um and then later in the trip I had a rather nice lunch with Jose Solaris, a uh, really good dude. Um, and I was supposed to meet up with Ben Berry, but we couldn't hook it up. He's the guy that runs the EPAC trading group 
okay. really nice guy, and he's in Boston as well. So, so I do. I was I was hoping to come over this year, but um, it never happened um, for, for various reasons. All of them uh, centered around the economy and our um, weak ass government and what they've done to it. So, um, as a result, I'm significantly poor. So I wasn't able to come, but. Listen, I, I'm, I, I tell you the, the the weird thing is, is that there are an awful lot of people who, in the hobby, who don't even in America don't really meet up with other people, and don't kind of, you know, have that opportunity. Um, and I do find it interesting that the discords, the Instagrams, the whatnots for those that are on there, uh, the Facebook groups do kind of pull people together. I mean, you've got you know people in Australia who are in the group. I mean. Let's think of an example. Darren, Co- Darren Cochran in New Zealand. You know. my, my best friends in the hobby, mm. like you know, I haven't met them in person yet. They're all yeah. they're all in Colorado, Vegas, and uh, and Cali. So for me, on the other side of the coast, like yeah. it's, it's I haven't met them yet. You know, yeah. they've gone on trips together and hung out and stuff like that. And I've had to look from the side, you know, in the window and just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys are having fun. Oh, good grief. Yeah. And listen, I, I have that feeling an, an awful lot because of the time zones as well. You know, I'll often wake up at the following morning and, there's, you know, there's the whole meme where everyone's inside having fun and someone's on the outside of the glass pressing and going, uh, yeah, you know, doing that. Um, you know, it, it, you know, that there are mornings when I wake up and there's been loads of stuff going on and videos and breaks and stuff like that where I've been like, you know, it does feel a little bit on, on the out, on the outs with it. Um, but that's just because everyone in America is suddenly now asleep, <laughs> apart from maybe a few crazy mofos on the Discord voice channels. Um, but you know, it, it, it's the nature of things. You know, I'm in a different country, so it's not yeah, it's not possible. I feel for the poor bastards in Australia, for example, because um, you know when the, you know the collectors over there, if they want to participate in a lot of this stuff, you know, it's daytime for them, you know, or early morning, and they have got to be in the office. You know, and that was the thing, too, for me, you know, FOMO doesn't just exist in a world where you're fearing of missing out of collecting. FOMO is also part of having a fear of missing out on the event. I can't tell you how many times I stayed up late in a break just watching what other people were breaking. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to miss when they Mm. hit whatever the hit was. And Mm. I stayed up all hours of the day. And like I said, some of my friends are out in Cali and Vegas and, you know, that stuff. So So those breaks are happening at times where I should be way in bed because mm. uh, I've got a shift at 6 a.m. and there I am at 2, 2.30 still yeah, watching yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, blessed in that there's some great people in the hobby that, you know, I, I you know, I didn't know five years ago, three years ago, two years ago. Um, you know, I wouldn't have met met fingers in the air. You, for example, or or Billy, or Eugene, or Amanda, or any of those people. So, um, so from that point of view, I would say my circle of friends is wider now than it has been in a world where, for most fellas, especially their circle of friends diminishes as they get older. So, it's, it's a known thing with men's mental health is that you know men as they age make and retain fewer friends yeah it's the nature of things so from that point of view it's 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 quite refreshing but yes how i would love to be able to go out for a pint um and do a trade night on a regular basis but when i'm putting you on the spot when to america 
honestly, it, it 100% depends on funds and family availability to, you know, wing it around school holidays because I wouldn't do it on my own. Right. You know, if I was going to come out to the States, unless it was um, a separate thing that didn't take away from us having a family holiday. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I don't know. Um, all depend- I mean, if I sell my comic collection, I'll be able to put a little bit more away in the pot for a, <laughs> <laughs> for a start. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, we, we were hoping possibly New York for Christmas 24. Um and we would li- we were literally thinking of staying for Christmas and New Year, which I don't think would be cheap. Um, but I've always wanted. You'd love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been to New York uh, over a, well over a dozen times. Um, yeah, but you haven't been there during that time. I haven't been there at Christmas. No, I've been there for Halloween, and that was fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> oh, good grief! I'll never forget walking through Times Square and like passing a whole, you know, s- a squadron of stormtroopers with Darth Vader and. You know, some, some little dude. But that doesn't happen during Halloween. That's in the middle of July. <laughs> I went in July as well, and my goodness me, it was so hot. Oh, good grief! <laughs> so yeah, I'll never do that again. My birthday's twenty fourth July, and I once went to New York for my birthday. And uh, there's no way I'm coming to New York in July again. It was just—I mean, I think it was a particularly spicy year, but it was just ridiculous. Um, so I think I get why everyone tends to fuck off to the Hamptons. Um, Including you, no doubt. So, you're how far down are you in New Jersey? You, you top end or you lower down? So I'm right in the middle. If you've ever, I have to roll my eyes. Uh, if you've ever seen the show, the show Jersey Shore, right? I haven't. I haven't. I'm a Kevin Smith uh, fan, and I know Red Bank. So okay, okay, okay. So Red yeah. Bank's about twenty minutes from me. Okay. Um, and then if you've ever seen the show Jersey Shore, which was all about you know Paulie D and all that stuff, I'm about fifteen minutes from that. From the okay. Seaside. Right. So it's uh, it's a shore town that I'm in right now. Uh-huh. Um, I have a beach and all that stuff that I never visit because I take it for granted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's, it's it's nice. You know, I I I was originally from Staten Island. My parents almost like a fresh Prince of Bel Air thing. I started getting into fights when I was around ten and mm. getting into trouble. And uh, my parents were like, "We're moving to Jersey," and here we are. Um, <laughs> moved out from them, obviously, but still like it's uh, yeah, it's it's Central Jersey. I'm you know. 45 minutes from Atlantic City. So Nationals nice. was an easy drive for me. Anytime there's anything going on in AC, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I I like I like Jersey. I've been I've been there a few times. Um there's an artist who's not um currently active in sketch cards, Scott Barnett, who lives in New Jersey. So I've met up really? with him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 I think he's further up from you. Um, but yeah, I've met up with him a couple of times and, you know, I, I made the pilgrimage to the secret stash, um, a couple of times, uh, as, as it's kind Great of referred spot, to, right? it, it is, although, although they've moved now, um, yes. they've moved location, but, um, but no, I still want to head, I still want to head down there again next time I'm there. So yes, definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be over. It's just a question of, of, of when and how much it's going to cost. Um, cause, um. It's all a bit expensive these days, Keith. I won't lie to you. Do you want to buy a kidney? I mean, what's what's not expensive? What's not expensive? No, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I remember when I first went to New York in '99 on my own. Um, it was my return ticket. My return flight to New York was less than three hundred pounds. 
which is in to, well, if you use today's exchange rate, that's under four hundred dollars. Thank you, because you were so, speaking Chinese for a minute. Yeah, I know, I know. I could see your your brain doing that whole like <laughs> Russell Crowe calculation well, thing. I was like, I was about to go on a Google. I'm like pounds. To, 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 to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about <laughs> it's about one point two at the moment, uh, just a bit under. Um, Oh, they're back. See, eBay does the work for me when 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 somebody well, over does. there something. eBay does the work for me. It does. It does. Right. Um. So so back to, back to your cards. So you've got you've got piles of cards, and mm -hmm. I guess it's like put it this way: what what's what's coming up that you're tempted by? Uh, Fleer Ultra Wolverine is going to be dangerous for me. It's going to be a problem. Okay. By is far. Is there anything else coming up that you're tempted by? I I mean, we're talking on a week that premiere hit, and I have seen some things that I wish I never saw. <laughs> uh, there are some sketches both on eBay and then obviously some of the artists, which I love the freedom of the artists lately yeah. to post form and say, hey, here's everything that I did. And uh, to put the fear of God into everyone and say, oh, my God, how am I going to find oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Like, have you seen the Shadow Cat um, box, the Shadow Box for her? Uh, yes, I've seen uh, a couple went on eBay at uh, you, your absolutely kidding prices, so I'm going to wait. But yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The, those are great, those Shadow Box sets. They, they, they look awesome. But yeah, so that's something that kind of scares me is what's going to end up coming out from that because, like I said, I became, a, I became more – so I'm character collector, right, first and foremost yeah. is, is at 33. And then I'm also sketch collecting. And okay. I'll sketch collect any sketch I really like. It usually is an X-Men sketch. Obviously, first and foremost, it's going to be an X-23 sketch. Gotcha. But Premiere has uh, reignited a fear into me at the moment of wow. what is, uh, of, about what is out there. Yeah. Besides that, uh, you know, like I said, Fleer Ultra Wolverine is going to be a problem as an X-23 collector. I'm sure there's going to be a lot in there that mm -hmm. I'm going to have to deal with. Um, I've been, you know, I put, I made a post a couple of weeks ago, marked safe from X Men Allegiance. Uh, there is not <laughs> one that made me laugh. That made me lol. One X twenty three card. She made a cameo on like a single card, but besides that, I was yeah. good. Um, but no, it'll be a while. You know, I really, I anticipated, and I did bank a lot of money in this masterpieces run to buy boxes i thought i was gonna buy a case like i had a large sum of money set aside mm -hmm. and then i saw the price and i said no i'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it i'm gonna scale back i'm gonna get a couple cards i need the variants of x23 i need and i will get the base set separately and i'll just chill mm -hmm. i thought i thought i was gonna be ripping for days like i had planned for a year for that set and when the pricing came out how it did i said this is not it's already not sensible to buy cards, period. It really isn't. But at that price, it became dangerously uh, not acceptable to me. Yeah. 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 There's, a, there's always a... So I have, a, I have a, a ceiling over how much I'll be comfortable with paying for any card, whatever it is. Right. Um, generally speaking, if it goes over um, a certain amount, I'll just be like, ah. you know, because I think about the fact that, okay... And this is going to sound really silly, but at a certain point, the figure becomes such that, okay, actually, this is real money now. And I start to think, okay, that could pay for uh, a small holiday. Right. Or, you know, um, New York. 
yeah well yeah it could certainly pay towards it certainly wouldn't cover the airfare anymore but you know <laughs> it, it, it gets to that point so a uh, case in point um uh, uh, with this new masterpieces set you know price point initially is up so therefore everyone's expectations and market prices are up for stuff that pops out especially the limited stuff uh, which is fine and that will chill and it will fluctuate but for stuff like printing plates there's been one popped up so far for black cat it was 700 and i'm straight away i'm like no i can't do it i can't spend 700 on one one thing much as i love printing plates and i own almost half of the ones that have been ever is made it a book this time or is it an individual no no individuals individuals so um uh, mercifully so you know one might pop out but the first one you know it came out and it is gone at that price so that you know and it kind of sets the mark if you see what i mean so um so uh but you know I, and i'm kind of like okay fair enough i'm, I'm out and I, you know i have to have that uh, the other thing i have to do is i have to have that with things like spidey metal was my kind of um Clear Ultra Wolverine for you in terms of Black Cat being like, you know, you cut it in half and it bleeds Black Cat. Right. Kind, kind of. Uh, obviously, it bleeds a lot of other things like Spider Man and Dr. Rock. But um, the greens, the green PMGs, there's just no way. I was just like, nah, it's fine, leave it. I mean, I wasn't, uh, neither image is particularly reaching out and giving me a big, wet, sloppy kiss. So, you know, you can but, get there with that, though. Well, I've got one of the reds. Can't remember which one, uh, and I think I've got one of the tw of twenty-five, which is what's that orange? I want to say. I think I've got one of those. So you know, and I'll I'll pick up one of the other reds. Turquoise is turquoise is fifty, I think. I think so. Yeah. So I think I've got I've got one of the orange, uh, and the other one I think I've got the turquoise. And I've got the red for one of them. So, you know, I'll be able to nail it. But the thing is, I, I'll if I see it and it's a decent price and I've got the money, I'll get it. But otherwise, I'm not actively chasing it. What's the you most used count on a card? It will be one card. It will be the Chris Evans Auto from Black Diamond. The okay. um, uh, the uh, It's a patch one um, from Paul Zenisek, actually. Um, and he did a reverse auction. So he started it. $1,300 or something like that. And each, I think it was each week or each day, it might have been week, he would drop it by 50 bucks. And then you claimed it at the and point. Then that I claimed it. it. Yeah, I think it was about 650 something like that. Wow. Um, and that was the most I've ever spent. And to be honest with you, it will probably be the only um, Chris Evans auto I will ever own. Right. Um, you know, interesting. Interestingly enough, you know, you asked me about MCU earlier, and of yeah. course, I, I was uh, chasing Ash sketches like an idiot. Oh, I got right, Black, yeah. and I got into Black Diamond, um, and I bought about you know five to ten boxes of that stuff on EPAC. Um, and the best card I had, which I regret selling at the point that I did, but it is what it is. I had a Hemsworth out of five auto. Oh, very sold, nice. You know what? Not for nothing. I sold it for fourteen hundred bucks. Well, you know, which is, you know, bloody good going. Where is it? Where Chris Evans? Come out, come out, wherever you are. He's in there somewhere. Where is he? There he is. That's freaking cool. So you know, it's uh, eleven of twenty-five. 
Now, how do, what's your attachment to it? Do you love it? Like, is there a point where you'll see one go and say, you know, oh, I got to list mine? Like, what is your plan for that card? Uh, to be honest with you, my plan for that card is intrinsically linked with my plans for all the other cards like ah. it in that set. So, um, I Black Diamond is a, 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 a temptress, quite frankly. I've become addicted to it and all of its uh, f uh facets although this is a diamond cutter not a diamond facet um so i've been i've been going a little bit to town on it i won't lie uh, and i'll tell you what with, it's with Black Diamond, when i was all said and done with it like i threw it all on com c i priced it however it went and it's all gone oh yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah i've got annual on there for days i've got this that the other. every set yeah. is on there for days on com c just no one's buying it when I put the black diamond stuff on there and I just listed it at fair prices, gone. All of it. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll um I it's it's one, you know, I mean I've got I've you know, I'm I'm dabbling with a box of pretty much everything this year. So I've got my what if box there. Uh I've got my Loki one there. I've got the Allegiance one that I opened the other day. Um uh, oh, this this has literally just fallen off the bottom of that box. Um, so I've got black cat raining on me. Um, I, At least this was a letdown for me. I've got to say, really I, I, I opened it and I've I, I've got absolutely no idea why. It's it's I'm, and it's a set I'm set really in tall. a storyline that I really loved. It's that whole mm -hmm. Phoenix storyline where everybody was a Phoenix at one point. A versus X, um, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it was a really good story. I have all the books from it. Yeah, and it's really kind of let me down what they did with it. I was really upset about the composition of the cards. Like they just felt very like they didn't extract the art the way they should have, mm. and it just felt like they threw a panel on the card, a panel on a card, a panel mm. on a card. Mm. Aside from a few a few inserts and things like that that looked mm. phenomenal, mm. But the base set just looked like, and it's got the panel lines on it even in mm. some in some mm. instances where you can see that it's like part of a panel. Yeah, it's not like how they've done in other sets where they've extracted art. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd one. I mean, I, I thought the quality of it, the print quality, was extraordinary, and you know, uh, the inserts look look cool, but nothing about it for me at all. Um, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll trade or whatever that away. As soon as like I, can, I said, you know, mark safe. Yeah. So, um, but it, it, but it. It's interesting going back to the fact that immediately when I asked you that question, you were like Fleer Ultra Wolverine. So straight away, there's that focus, you know. And I think I think it's important to have that. Um, I think for, I I can't think of actually I can think of a few sets that are coming out. And and for me now, because I'm I I dabble a little bit in the original art sets. Um, if it's art that I really dig, so for example, um masterpieces i always go for the masterpieces and i know the set that i'm trying to build and i'll be chipping away at that for years because i'm not in a rush you know platinum intrigues me platinum platinum does intrigue me um i think the artwork is stunning because i've seen it and people on here would have would have had the chance to see most of it as well because grant kindly shared it um during the recording um I'm I'm concerned. Why am I concerned? I'm concerned with how the chromium effect will render the artwork. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm most concerned with how it's going to be presented. 
right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Flare Ultra Avengers, I thought there was a lot of good art on there. It wasn't a set that I was going to chase at all, but they really like littered it up with backgrounds and foiling and yeah. things that they didn't need to do that really yeah. took away from the art. You know, yeah. I'll even go to the I'll even go to the current masterpieces in the preserved ambers. I think there's a lot of as nice as they are, I think there's a lot of crap on the card that doesn't need to be there that makes it look mm. not as cool as it could. Mm. Mm. Um, so I'm worried about, like you said, what what they'll do with the final print of those cards yeah. in Platinum. Because the yeah. art's there, right? Just leave the art alone. I say that a oh, lot. Oh, they are extraordinary. Um, I say that on a lot of cards. Like, leave the art alone. Yeah. And, we, you know, Uncle Deck will throw this, that, and the other thing in a logo on top of it and kind of ruin it at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. I think I think with the original art set, I'd say don't Flare Ultra Avengers it. Because, quite frankly, the original art on that, I think it was – I would even go as far as to say some of it was insulting to the artist's. Correct. Depending on the piece, it was just it was just it, it it kind of gutted it, gutted the impact it would have, any of the depth, any of the composition on some of those pieces was just gone. Um, and I think actually, I think it's a real shame because there's so much talent on that set. Um, right. My worry is that Flair, Flair, Flair was a was a good example where they they paired it back, and it looked good for what it was. It kind of worked with the design of the set, but it wasn't too much. Um, and on Flare 2019, the art was really allowed to kind of breathe a bit. I really hope that that's the case with Flare 23 or whenever it's due, due out. I think it's next year. It's due out. Um, because I think, you know, with masterpieces, it's it they 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 manage it well. This is why I'm always a bit I'm always a bit torn with the um the what if or the variant covers they talk about now because sometimes they don't work um there's a yeah sometimes in... it can get dirty and look silly. yeah well case in point for me is it's one of the strongest images in the set is the um i think it's the tier four phoenix that simone did in masterpieces 2018 but the what if version i just really i, I don't think it works at all personally because of the choice of cover the choice of cover that they used and the way they framed it um for me anyway i, I don't think it works um but there are others that just absolutely nail it whenever they do a variant cover version of spider gwen with that edge of spider verse title treatment it, chef's kisses absolutely nails it how about yeah. that Dave that just hit this week from platinum oh the ghost spider it's just phenomenal my god uh, Dave Palumbo. I, honestly, I, I saw that, and I just it, it just made me want to sit up and beg. It was just, it was just gorgeous. Um, and uh, hats off uh, to Dave on that one. I've told him so. Um, I think it's astonishing. Um, and the Tom Taggart sculptures as well. Yeah, that are just like I saw those. I was like, what am I seeing? Just to see and, a return. That's freaking amazing. And it's only in the last week that I realised they're photographed sculptures. Yes, because I've started following him on Instagram, and I'm seeing like him with the sculptures. It's like, how how have you made that? I've reached oh, out to way, him to come onto the show, but I, I really want to talk to the guy. By the way, when you come to New York again, we're only about an hour and a half from Mister Palumbo, so we could maybe get him out for a pint too. Oh yes, yes, yes. I well, listen, I I I, I Dave doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who tie one on 
and end up now, um well, we can get him out with his with his sneakers on a lamppost at three in the morning but i if i can achieve one thing in life um then it would be to get him absolutely shit-faced um at three in the morning um uh, <laughs> i don't think that's his cup of tea i don't think that's his cup of tea um nor is it mine these days i'm getting old um but um but yeah so so it's interesting i think with with that focus the way to find that focus is just to f- try and what i and i've said it before people are probably sick of hearing it about it now but this year my focus has been to find the joy in all these sets and find an element and in, in some sets it's not there so in allegiance it's not there for me at all right. you know there isn't there isn't a, a, a seam of joy in that i can mine not that it's a joyless set it just doesn't speak to me none of the aspects of it speak to me so far um with uh when i'm looking ahead and i think of of sets that i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to hawkeye because i loved that show that's great so, you know i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that uh I'm, what's that sorry did you watch Loki this week? No, I haven't had a chance to yet because work's been kind of work's kind of cray. Um, but uh, I still haven't finished Secret Invasion. But then I've heard that from a few people that they haven't finished Secret Invasion. Yeah, I got two episodes in. I was like, it got better. Um, uh, I, I mean, I will pick it up again. I'm just, it's worth finishing. Yeah, that's the best I can tell you. It's it's worth finishing. It's worth finishing. That's what I say. To, no, so I can't say that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I um have uh have to be have to behave have to behave. Um, I'm really looking forward to. Strangely enough, they're not Marvel properties. I'm really looking forward to James Bond Black Diamond. Okay. Because it's a Black Diamond set focused on James Bond, and I know that with the license Upper Deck have, it has to be on card autos. Oh wow! The license holder insists, which is why. With both James Bond and X Files, they were on card autos for the last few sets that Upper Deck put out, um, because that's I didn't know that. yeah, and that's that's um, an in, um, that's part of the um, contract that Upper Deck have to make those sets. That's one of the um, deter- that's one of the um, obligations they have. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and I'm also looking forward to the Halo set that Upper Deck are about to bring out. Why? Because it, they've got um, Marvel Met, uh, you know, the metal logo, yeah, on with Halo imagery. Interesting. And it's just that crossover of those two. Yeah. And I'm just like, have you seen the previews of it? Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. It just I, as soon as I saw those, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll have some of that. Um, because it just it just feels like two things blended together that work. Um. Like with uh, what if you know there were so many elements of the what if set that worked because there were elements that blended. I wish that they did that with like I I, I love what they did with that 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 set looks like um somebody at Upper Deck finally got to just have fun, right? And they, they did gave someone the keys to the car and said, "Go ahead, have fun." I wish there was more stuff in there I wanted to collect. Yeah, but there's just not right because mm. I'm I'm X Men and X Men first is my is my number one yeah and then obviously x23 and things like that so there's a lot of aspects of that that just aren't featured because it's mcu right now yeah yeah yeah. um but i love what they did with it i think i think it was really cool that they just gave them the keys and said hey it was make some inserts have some fun with it 
it, it feels like the first time someone's done something in a while where they weren't just trying to capitalize on a previous insert yeah. or include an insert that didn't belong or yeah. whatever. And also, you know, they were very clearly told you can't do autos, you can't do sketch cards. So all that budget went into the card design and the print quality. I mean, you've got proper holograms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I might I might Peggy Carter it. I'm tempted. I've got someone who's after this on a trade, but I the might Legion do a Peggy Carter. Hollows too, though. Uh, not that I've seen. I haven't opened one. They do. They have yes. hollows. Yes. Um, but yeah, this one, this one's just, I don't know. I mean, I might do. I might not. I mean, the thing is, this has got a what if has got black diamond elements in as well, which I haven't actually, I didn't manage to pull one of those. Um, but and battle yeah. spectrum. Yeah, I know it's it's all uh, battle spectrum is the one I'm going for. So that is the thing. So from that set, it's the battle spectrum, and I'm putting it with my masterpieces twenty two. Did Did you ask, or did anybody ask that why they went from spectra to spectrum? Didn't think to. Is the honest question. I'll start to on that one, uh, but I will add it to the list for the next time Grant comes on. Like what? Well, like why? Yeah. I mean, I understand why they went to variant cover because they had the what if set coming out. I get that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Who knows? Answers on a postcard, please. Um, So do you, with your character collecting, how how deep down the rabbit hole do you go? Are you like, um, are you like at the bonkers end of the spectrum where if there's a text mention of her on a card, you go for it? No. Or, no. Okay. No. Do, no, have no, a, no. do you have a spreadsheet? So like, so like I said, with I don't have a spreadsheet. So like I said, with a with Allegiance, where she's got like, there's a there's a team picture where she's like on it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see her like like posing in some way. I don't need that card. Um, oh, okay, right. For me, it has to have you know the aspects that I need. It has to be a, a picture I like. It's got to be. Um, I have to like it, right? At the end mm -hmm. of the day, I have to like it. I don't need to collect it just because it is. So even like uh, with annual and stuff like that, I didn't like the previous iteration of it. The current one I love. The most recent one, I, I think that one was great. The yeah. last one, I wasn't a huge fan of. And even going back to, again, a callback, sorry if I talk about it too much, X-Men Metal, I wasn't a huge fan of her uh, her metal plates. I didn't like the art from it that much. Yeah. The high series I was in love with, that's the one I wanted every piece of. Um and unfortunately, a, a, a fellow friend of ours has made that impossible. He has the one of one. Um, <laughs> Is that that northern wanker from England? Uh, God, I, I have it in my notes. I think it's um, <laughs> it might be F Booth, to be honest. Oh, so it's not Jake. I thought we no. had an opportunity to do. No, 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 no. No, Jake, Jake, and I. He'll so, love that. so Jake, myself, and uh, is it God? Why can't I think of his name right now? And, a, and another fellow, we have a group chat, an X-23 chat. Oh, nice. Where, where we kind of establish with each other who's going after what, who's going after this. Gotcha. You know, that's hey, nice. Don't bid me up. I'm going for this one. Um, I, th I think that's an important thing for character collectors is to really link up and not treat them as your enemy, actually. Mm. You know, because it's, it's, it's a lot easier to do it that way instead of saying, like, oh, everybody go after this card. And now we've priced ourselves into a world where it's yeah. just it's really cool to just have a side chat and just say, hey, what's your limit? Here's my limit. I'm mm. going to go. Cool. I won't bid you up and done. Yeah. No, that's 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 cool. I mean, I've um, 
the interesting thing I've seen with Cat is that there's there were loads of collectors that suddenly were collecting Black Cat around Spidey Metal time. And I think all but two of them have kind of disappeared from, from regular circulation, uh, or at least posting about her. Um, so there's, there's, um, but one of, Ryan, one of the other, it's Ryan Bonner. Sorry, I, I feel bad that I didn't remember. Ah, Ryan. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen his name. Ryan. Um, there is a guy on, so there's, there's Webby who we had on the, on the show. He's, um, he's really into Black Cat. What's his, what's his Webby Vision? Uh, yeah, Webby Vision. Uh, so we had him on, and there's another guy on Instagram, uh, Black Cat Collecting. Here we go, Alberto Cervantes. That's a brilliant name. So what I want to do, what I'd love to do at some point, is get get Webby and Alberto on a, on an episode, uh, and just talk all things cat. Um, but at the very least, get one of those. That's a really great idea, actually, having a, a little chat just for that character. Yeah, because not only that, they might have something that they're kind of done with that you might want. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I talk to Fuller all the time, and he's got a, a sizable X twenty three collection as well. Good and grief, yeah. and uh, I've been able to get some things from him that he's just not attached to as much anymore, and yeah, been helpful to me. So at the least, it's it's, it's definitely smart to do as a character collector to link up with these guys instead of treating oh, them absolutely. as your Did competition you? or your enemy. Did you see the black cat, uh, the uh, sketch I pulled from Masterpieces with X twenty three on? I'm just trying to find it. It's here somewhere. Where is it? I don't know. Hold the line, call. I think it's over here. Where is it? Where is it? No, it's not in that pile. I don't know. I'm sure I would have thought you'd have seen it because I posted it on the group. Yeah, I might not have seen it. No, um, I think I have a feeling it's in the box in the in my office, so it's not actually in here at the moment. But yeah, I pulled a sketch of X twenty three versus Lady Deathstrike. I think. Oh, cool! Um, and I've had it on the group, and I've got it on eBay as well. But um, if you need it, then we can definitely come to terms, and I can get it in your hands. Um. And that's one of the things with money too. And and you know when I saw what masterpieces when it was going to be, I redirected that money. Yeah, and I went to commissions instead. I I you know because like, like I said, I love sketches as well. Mm. Um, and I just reached out to Idan, to a to Bella, to uh, Simone, and to Palumbo, and I said, uh, you know, hey, I've, I'd like to do this instead with this money. And I set up a bunch of commissions, and I'm much nice. happy with those results because you get to dictate how it goes. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Simone, dear me. See, I've kind of, I've kind of come to the the end. I think I've kind of come to the end of my sketch collecting journey, um, unless something absolutely bonkers pops out. You know, I had that trim down of sketches. I've got my my core seventy nine, and I'm kind of happy with that. I've done more sketch collecting than regular collecting in the last year or so. Yeah, but the thing is, you'll find you'll find as you go that that will ebb and flow, right? You know, five years time, it might be the, it might be the other way around. For me, it's been the other way around for a long time, up to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of okay not doing. Also, she's not in as many sketches because of no. approvals and the fact they don't release as many sketches now. So yeah. you know, it's harder. She's to find. usually uh, a bit revealing, so she gets denied from yeah. 
exactly so yeah. you know i'm i'm happy you know I, I feel like i've 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 done that journey uh, with her but um so so going forward then for you i'm just going back to your um your your plea that you sent me help <laughs> me help me um which ended so how the fuck do i collect um I mean, you'll, you'll find your own answers, I guess. And I'm sure you sent this to me two months ago. So you might have already found some of the answers. It sounds to me like with MM, you found your path through it. Yeah, I, I still wish I could have gotten a box or two at a respectable price. I'm glad I didn't, though, mm. uh, because I was able to get what I needed for the most part. You know, I'm still missing the autos, um, but I've got everything I need as far as X-23 goes. Besides that, I've got the... Nice. Uh, I've got the Mirage, the purple, the orange, the what if, the gold, and the regular. So I've got my girl. She's on lockdown. Mm. Um, and I'll figure out the base set down the line. Probably after EPAC, I'll get a nice cheap base set and put it aside. Um, but I won't be able to collect it the way I did the other ones. I am concerned that I won't get a hollow foil set. I'm concerned that I won't get a canvas set, right? Those were very easy to acquire in, in previous sets. And oh, still, I think you will want CPAC hits. I hope so. Um, yeah. At a fair price, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't see it. Like, what is your thoughts? Like, is it, is it because it's so fresh and the cost? Or are people just bonkers? Like, it still boggles my mind to this day that this set is being priced the way it is. And it's almost like a Rodney Dangerfield, no respect for... 18 and 20 stuff like you can get purples and oranges for under 20 bucks like i just don't i don't get that I, it, it, logically if it's older right and it's a i don't want to compare art so i won't do that but if it's an older set and it's harder to obtain because it's gone why is something from 18 and 20 not appreciated nearly as much as the 16 and underappreciated versus the most current set. Yeah, understand that modern collector mindset. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it's. I think it's. Everyone wants it now. Everyone wants to build their set, which is why I think you need to be patient. I think there's an element of that. I think. I think the fact is, there's probably more people now after it as well. I think the audience is bigger. For right, but if the reasons. audience comes in, but if the audience comes in and it's bigger, they, at some point they have to do the same thing I did. Right, because I because I came in at eighteen and I was like, oh, there was a two thousand sixteen. There was a just go mm. set. Holy shit! I need to get them. So uh, are we allowed to curse? Mm. Well, I did. Oh, I um, <laughs> um, holy shit! I need to get that. So I went back and got that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at some point, these guys that have just gotten here have to look back and say, oh, there's a twenty eighteen. There's a twenty twenty. There's a twenty sixteen. Yeah. And those need to, they should follow the market and increase in some way, but they don't. And I just. No. Don't, I'm glad they don't because it gives me the opportunity to get more of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there are, again, like I said earlier, there are cards that I bought that I thought I'd be able to make a penny on here and there and get back some money. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And it, it, I don't understand it. I don't understand the modern. Yeah. New there's thought process and how it doesn't. I think, I, I think the pool of people that, that actually do do that trickle down thing. Uh, is is relatively small. I definitely saw it on um, 2020 when that came out. 
there were there were there were people that did go after the the 2018 Simone set, but I can't say that there were masses of them. I did see it right. happen. Um, so I think I think it will happen. I think people are still. This set's got a little bit more going on with it. I think people are still very much in this set, um, and it's still got that kind of created scarce. I mean, all of it's created scarce tickets, all created, but it's still got that you know that that parallel that limited numbering there's more of that going on so i think that's going to keep people busy and focused for a little bit um and not all of them have got undisposable income so i think you know undisposable what do i mean by that i chose the wrong word um uh, unlimited disposable income is what i meant <laughs> i just missed out half of it um i think that's that's kind of i think it's 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 cooled a bit because People have suddenly, like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit tapped out. Is the sense I'm getting at the moment from people, um, which is why hearing from Grant that EPAC was likely to be after, you know, into early '24, I think will be a, um, a, a relief for a lot of people because you know I'm about halfway through my base set. Uh, I've got about four of the canvas now, right. maybe three or four holofoils, three or four battle. You know, so I've got you know, I've I've got like a, a hook in each element of it. Um, I think I've got three of the nine purple tier four, but I'll just I'll just wait because there's yeah. no way I'm going to pay more for a regular Spider-Man canvas, which is printed in exactly the same quantity as the regular Hulk and the regular Black Widow canvas. I'm I'm just not going to do that at this stage. Correct. I'll just wait. Correct. You know, that's I mean, part of it too. People need to kind of yeah. hold out. Yeah. In some aspects, say I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, partly I'm really I'm really got the option. You know, I, you know I, I what I could spend on on the set to acquire the elements I've done so far, and I've done a fair few trades. To be fair, I haven't I haven't bought all I've got. Um, but you know, the three purples kind of finished me off for a little bit. They weren't that much, but I've not got massive spending power. So, you know, it's you, you've kind of Donnie Courtrider, bless him, um, taught me this phrase, and I use it a lot now, but it's like the whole um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, it's kind know. of very much my my complete and utter approach to most things at the moment. Um, I would say that's one. You know, when you when you um, look back in your life, and I can I can pull out maybe five or six moments where someone gave me a line of advice or a phrase that I'd never heard before. And it shapes you and it just speaks to you. For sure. That's one of those. That's one of those. Um, one of the other ones being networking is only one vowel away from not working. Oh, that's a good one. You see? Um, uh, mine, is, um, mine is from my grandfather. And he said, don't sweat the small stuff. And he said, it's all small stuff. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like that. Um, one of my other ones is, um, go on, you might get hit by a bus tomorrow. Have a fag. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, I say in jest. Um, but it is... <laughs> But it kind of because it's about the fact that yeah you literally you might be gone tomorrow so 
enjoy your vice. Or live it. Yeah, yeah so live it. it. Just do it. Which is what I always like. Which is what is it? This is where enjoy collecting came from. At the end of the episode, have you have you heard of Chris Hardwick, the comedian who did the? Um, oh, he's done loads of stuff, but he did a podcast called The Nerdist for years. Um, I he also, the Nerdist. Yeah, and he also he also used to present the kind of Walking Dead, Talking Dead show. That was on. Oh yeah, 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 I know he yeah, did. Yeah, 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 Chris Hardwick. At the end of each episode of um, his podcast, he always had the guests say, "Enjoy your burrito." And you know, I've 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 borrowed bits from here, there, and everywhere for this podcast, and that's one of the elements I like because he was basically saying, "Just enjoy that moment. Just be in that moment and enjoy your burrito." You know, so that's where enjoy collecting comes from. It's just like you know. Anyway. Um, we went all philosophical there, didn't we, Keith? I've we got, did. I absolutely no idea. Do Do you feel better for having kind of um, shared your your frustrations? Are you still feeling lost? You know you what? I, part might, of I might owe you. I might owe you a couple dollars because this was a, a therapy session. Yeah. Uh, some aspects, right? <laughs> um, you didn't have the fancy couch for me, but uh, you know that's partially my own fault. I should have uh, put myself on a fancy couch. That's quite all right. I can offer a foot rub. Um, um, but it doesn't change. It's still difficult. I won't lie to right. you. It is still difficult. Right. Um, right. Can I share something else? I, I want to do an episode about this, and I've asked some of the guys on it. So um, I don't think you're in this but about two weeks ago i think it was now um marvel annual 2021 dropped or was it 21 22 i think it's 21 22 dropped on epac <clears throat> deforest k torres not sure what the k stands for S- sterling gent not too far from you actually um he i think he might be i want to say he might be staten island I might be wrong. Anyway, he's oh, just about that, that to be my boy. Yeah, no, I think he's about. I, he he works for the um, New York Police Department. I think he's either just or he's about to retire from it and go off and do something else. Um, and before that, he was in the forces. Anyway, uh, DeForest um, set up a chat group uh, via MCCW, and then people who wanted to be in it. It's about all of a sudden there's about thirty to forty collectors in a group chat on messenger all helping each other with the base digital base so that they could get to the magentas and then they could get to the greens gotcha for the characters they were going for um and it was a blissful i say it was because very few of the people in that group are still working on it because everyone was helping each other so far most people were able to foil up you know in a week or under you know, because people would be like, okay, I know this person's after this character. I'll trade them that and then I'll take some digital base. And people were just like sharing with each other. So I'm um, with Annual because I'm a crazy mofo character collector. It doesn't sound like you are. So Black, but here's the thing Black, like Black Cat was on the back of four cards. On the back oh. of four cards. She didn't have a card in the set, but she was on the back of four cards. So, of course, I have to go after Iron Man. I have to go after Venom. I have to go after Thena. I have to go after White Fox. Okay. Because she, that, that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my goalposts. She visually appears on the card. Okay. In whole or in part, which I don't think I've ever seen a card where just her foot is there. 
So I've never <laughs> tested I've never tested that theory. But what what the reason I bring it up is because it was a really hobby affirming experience because everyone was just helping each other out. So you mean that you created a sub chat that's supposed to be how the group operates? I didn't create it. Uh, DeForest Torres did, but but uh, to all intents and purposes, yes, he chose to, to set up a chat. Yeah. Yeah. So, Keith, talk to me about how you think the hobby health is at the moment in general. Uh, I'm concerned because there are key people that I see that are leaving left and right. Um, I don't I don't know, like, I I used to go on often and check out just in the groups and this, that, the other thing, mm -hmm. what was going on, and, and I don't anymore. You know, I stick to my circle of my three to five people that I that I mess with yeah, yeah. Uh, because it just became frustrating, whether it be um, pricing, whether it be the way behaviors are happening or what's going on here and there. It just became... Um, a bad headspace for me to, to concern myself yeah. with how other people are behaving. And I, 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 you know, in my, in my business, I dealt with this, you know, as a, as a restaurant operator, I dealt with my standard of how I want to work and understanding that my employees will not live up to that at all times, but getting the most I'll get out of them. I still struggle with that in the hobby and that, I know how I want to conduct myself and how I expect everyone else to conduct themselves and they won't. Mm -hmm. And I need to, I need to work on separating my headspace from that because it, it frustrates me that people won't operate at the same level. I will mm -hmm. in the, um, as far as health, I mean, we've got a bevy of products coming out. Finally, there was a while where there was, you know, the floodgates were closed and that also created behaviors that weren't good. And now we're just seeing product, 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 product. And, uh, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. And it's up to us to disseminate what's good for us and what's not yeah. good for us. And, you know, hope for the best in people. That's all you can do, right? Mm -hmm. Hope that we have fun collecting um, and not turn it into a profiteering you know, venture. And that's, that, that's the biggest thing that's hurt sports collecting and things like that is that they are all for profit and that's it. And our hobby should be more about collecting and getting what you want and helping each other get there. Um, but unfortunately, th you know, things have happened that change that, right. Mm -hmm. it's, there's a financial aspect. There's the, as I spoke before, I, I, you know, I don't understand the modern collector and why they think that this should fetch more money than that because there's there's all sorts of things that just factor into it um you know i see why i see why you're not modding <laughs> for sure because the, you know the health is not there but i have hope right i always mm -hmm. have hope. if i don't have hope then what's the point so oh god it sounds so bleak the way i portray it um I'm going to keep collecting the way I collect and find ways to enjoy it. I'm going to keep working with people I like. Um, and that's the best I can do. Right. You know, that, that circle, that circle of three to five people is really important to me at this yeah. point. And that's the yeah. biggest thing that I learned. Um, and they don't even collect the same way I do. Right. 
but it's three to five people that I met during this whole journey that I can talk to about anything. I can tell yeah. them I'm looking for this. I can tell them I'm looking for that. And I know they're not going to take advantage of me. And if they find something, I'll be the first one that they tag on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's important. That's where the real health of the hobby comes from. And yeah. I hope everyone finds that. You know, if you're out there on your own on an island, it's tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, you've got to find – You've that's, 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 that's what I've said this before, and people – probably listeners as regularly probably sick of me repeating it but you've got to find your you know i was talking about this with who was talking about eugene actually you've got to find your network you know you've got to find your 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 um people that will help you out people that you trust um you know having that that kind of trusted platoon is the way to think about it i i do anyway um i think it's important health, health of the hobby depends on yourself too well, yeah, it depends on yourself and how yeah. you want to treat it and how you want to collect and what you want to put yourself through and, mm-hmm. you know, not overstretching yourself and putting yourself, you know, upside down in something just because you thought you were going to ROI on it. I Again, another lesson I learned. Right. Mm-hmm. I, ripped, I ripped a considerable amount of X-Men metal and put myself upside down at one point. Mm. Um, but I, I figured that all out and I'm good with it. Um, and I gained amazing friends from that. that those experiences yeah. were, you know, I, I'll never get that back. Yeah, exactly. I, I've got great friends that I can rely on. So exactly. that's a- doesn't have to be a financial return. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Good. All right. As we've mentioned him on this episode, would you like Huey Trong to be the intro artist? Huh. The audio version of this episode. My God, would I love that. Because we have him in the bag, and it kind of feels appropriate, seeing as your sketch um, collecting journey began with one of his pieces. Do you want me to grab it? I have it pretty close to me. If you would like to grab it, I'm sure the, I'm sure the folks on, on the good old tube of you would like to see it. I, every, t- every time it swivels that way, I see X23 on the desk behind you and think, ah, there she is. <laughs> all over the place on the desk that's all right that's all right this is this is what they know in the trade as dead air but um we'll get through it we'll get through it i'm gonna be oh got it why have i got that card put aside no idea i've got it oh my anticipation is killing me and now your camera's frozen. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's on oh, it's my back. Is it back? No. Ah. Hey. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh. <laughs> so that's the first sketch I pulled. Wow. I like And it. I'll tell you right now, on the odds of pulling sketches, you're not going to pull <laughs> You're not gonna pull something like that. No, on no, no. You're really not. You're really not. Very rarely. That's a that's what they know in the trade as a, as a as a banger. Right? Nice. Nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, as and, and I remember the first time I, I pulled it, <laughs> I put it to the side, I was like, whatever. And I went to the next thing I was doing. And then I went back and looked at what I had and I was like, oh wow. I I, I didn't know what it was. I you know right. I okay, I'm with you. I had no clue what it was. Yeah. So it was uh it was even cooler after the fact that I realized I'm like I'm like, oh my god, this is not 
you know, there's no, there's no gloss on this. No, nothing. This yep. isn't a car. This is a, this is actually created by the artist. By yeah. an artist. Nice. So here he will be um, at the top of this episode and I will put his link on the tasting notes because I can't for the life of me remember what his Instagram is at the moment. Uh, but that's where you will find it. Uh, Keith, where can people find you on social media? You, you got an Instagram? I have an Instagram. It's uh, XXRonusXX. Um, okay. And I have transformed it from being just strictly memes to once a week I post one of my sketches um, that I've collected over this time. So the way it works is uh, I have so many X23 sketches that I don't want to just turn it into an X23 feed. It's a, it's a mm. sketch feed. So every three non-X23s buys me a chance to show another X23. Oh, fair enough. All right. So I'll show a Cyclops. I'll show her this. Because I'll collect any sketch if I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I do. And you can check them out. And maybe there's something you like there. But it's not for sale. None of the sketches are ever for sale. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Keith, keep the faith. Because... I, I, I love having you in the hobby and the hobby needs more people like you in it, quite frankly. Um, I love your refreshing take and honesty and perspective. Um, like I said at the beginning, when everyone else is losing their heads, you tend to be the voice of reason. Um, so... You know that, that it's about a half hour to an hour before I vent to you, right? Because I've already lost my head. Oh, that's, and that's... posting it, I take a step back. Yeah. And then I reach out to to you often. No, that's you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. My phone is always um, is always receiving messages, whether I read them or not. Or if I'm going to say this now, because I think a few people think I'm a, I'm a rude mofo, but quite often when I wake up, I'll get DMs from people, and I might have half a dozen to a dozen most mornings. Okay, I will read them while still lying on one side without my glasses on in a dark room one with, eye open. On the light, with one eye open, I'll read it and then I will forget about it for at least a day. <laughs> and then I'll come back to it and go, oh, fuck, someone messaged me. And then so if if you message me, especially if it's overnight my time, I, I apologize if I'm not that quick at getting back to you. Um but until I've got coffee in my system, I can't even type, let alone you know, barely stand. So, so yes. So, um, but feel free to, to to rant at me anytime you like, Keith. You're more than your money's always good here, as the phrase goes. Um, do you um, do you want to do our um, customary sign off, Keith? Can I get you to be a, get you to issue a wisdom? a wisdom sign-off to our fellow collectors that are watching and listening. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the guy for that, man. <laughs> You're playing hard to get now, aren't you? You're very much playing hard to get. <laughs> all I can say is, you know, I, I love collecting and I hope that, you know, you all continue to collect the way you want to and, and enjoy yourselves and, and have fun doing it. That's, that's, that's all I can ask for. Good. Good. Well, that that that's absolutely fine by me so absolutely fine by me thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast tasting notes and visuals for each episode can be found on our facebook page we're on most social media at the mcc pod and you can also watch the video of each episode recording on our youtube channel leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms 
please take a second to subscribe, like and review our show wherever you find us. Our Facebook community is at MCCW Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide and MMC Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use on our audio version is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.